At this juncture, allow me to invite us to turn to God's word um, from the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. I think if you're there, please, you could say amen so that we begin together. Are you there? Okay, okay, that, that sounds like a, a majority, a majority. Thank you. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse, verse 10 to 12, and, and I begin. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And that is God's word. Karibu sana, Pastor Kasim. And a good morning, church. God is good. And all the time. Let's use the newer version for here. And I am. So God is good all the time. All the time the Lord is good. I am the evidence that the Lord is good. Let's try. God is good. And all the time. I am the evidence of his goodness. Um, Nairobi Baptist Church, Ongatarongai, those that are listening to, to this um, uh, conversations or are watching us later uh, through our Facebook and YouTube, you're so much welcome to continue receiving these blessings with us um, together in the Lord. I, I welcome you to today's sermon entitled, The Power to Seize, or rather, The Power of Prayer. The Power of Prayer. We've just read from Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 13. And uh, we, we, we heard very many things. I am sure your mind is going back there and uh, wondering exactly, exactly what are these, especially the key things, the key words that are coming out of uh, this passage that we've just read in Ephesians chapter 6. Especially this portion, um, uh, verse 10 uh, to 13. Apostle Paul has written a very great letter to his brethren who meet in Ephesus and wants them to remain strong in the Lord's despite the perils of their city. Remember, he knows where they live. He knows about their social dangers. He knows about their immoral dangers. He knows even their legal dangers of the big city uh, they live in, the city called Ephesus. He writes to give them instructions concerning the way of the cross, and he emphasizes the correct doctrines of what it means to be a Christian and how to, pr to practice Christianity. I warn you that we shall be mentioning very many things. I hope you have a paper, or uh, if you're writing on your gadget, there are a few things that are uh, very many things put together. This sermon should be preached in a very special session talking about deliverance and how to work out deliverance. But we are shortening within a very short uh, time, very little time. So very many things put together that I'll be like a marathon. Please um, note a few things. So he seems to tell them to sit at the place where God has positioned them as children of the light. He seems to tell them, walk worthy of their calling, the calling to walk in love, to walk in light, to walk in truth and in fruitfulness in the power of the Holy Spirit. But he concludes this uh, letter in chapter 6 
on a very high note. And he tells them, stand. Stand against the vials of Satan. The mood of this part of the letter is that it is time to pray. Give it uh, this thought. Sit, walk, and stand. This is all Ephesians is uh, being told, the, the brethren are being told. Sit, walk, and stand. Now, there is a problem. How? How can you actually do these things at a go? Paul is telling us, sit, walk, and stand. How? So this is a problem, but we realize they are symbols. They are symbols because they are symbolic. These words are symbolic. Uh, they are not literal. So if we unveil these uh, three words, we realize that they are actually doable. We can actually sit, walk, and also stand. Sitting here means occupy. Occupy your place as a child of God. You are no longer, say, a slave to sin. You are no longer a slave to fear. You are freed. Chapter 1 to chapter 3, this is what Paul is telling them. Sit where? In, 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 the, in the sense of occupy your place. In the book of Revelations, chapter 5, we see the angel who receives a vision and he sees the one who sat. No, no, chapter 4. The one who sat on the throne. Not just sitting. He didn't receive a vision of a God who sat, but a God who occupied. So sitting here means occupy your place as a children of God. As a child of God. No longer a slave to sin and fear. You are a child of God. But walking means exercise your new title. Take responsibility and grow. Practice what you have seen the Lord doing. And standing here means remain, fight, resist, sustain. Take your position as a child of God. Practice what you have seen the Lord doing and sustain it. Do not let it go. Dear believer, I, have, I hear those words right in my heart today. Telling me, Abednego, sit, walk, and stand. I hear Paul in prison. Urging us that this is time to pray. He sounds a trumpet for an army ready for war. It is a trumpet. It is a big, loud voice telling us it is time for war. Ephesians, it is time for war. The city has very many beautiful things. It has very many places to show off your beauty. It is, it is a place where you can display your intellectualism. But brothers and sisters, it is not just that. It is time for war. Praise the Lord. This is, this is a mood. He sounds an alarm to us, the sleepers. To wake and realize that the enemy has struck. The enemy has already struck in the city of life. So please turn to your neighbor. Without touching them, just look at them and say, the enemy has struck. And it is good to obey. There is a blessing in obeying. When, 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 when the preacher says do something, just do it. The spirit of disobedience can uh, carry you to very dangerous heights. Uh, even those simple things, just be obeying. I was once fell down by a very small boy in school, in primary school. <laughs> You are lucky to, to be hearing these stories from, from pastors because you never get time to tell us your, your secrets. Thank God for you. 
So when I was a small boy in primary school, I, I asked a certain boy to give me cassava. I used to love cassavas very much. You remember very well. And uh, when he refused, I told him I can take it. When I told him he can take it, and the boy was actually a half of my height, very short boy. He was actually exactly a half of my height. We were in class four. I told him I can take it. He told me you cannot take it. I told him if I take it, what will happen? He told me war. <laughs> now the problem is that he never waited. He knew for me to ask that I was ready to take it. So he said war, and before long, I don't know how he brought me down. I was down, and I had some blood coming out of here. And because I did not see what he had done, if I knew that he has kicked or he has, whatever, he has punched, I would have been careful. But you see, he tells me war, and then I'm down. When I wake up, I realize since I don't know how the guy struck me, he might strike me again. So the only thing I did was to take off. A short man chasing a tall man. Of course, the tall man is just this one that you are seeing here. So, not that I was tall, but the guy was shorter. Now, the problem is, I did not heed his warning. Satan is striking and has already, uh, stri uh, has, uh, he, uh, he's already, he has already struck, but in very striking ways we do not know. He has already struck in our families. He has already struck in our churches. The devil is already at work in our country. The country where the Lord is supposed to be worshipped. The devil is here. The devil is already here. The devil is in our families. The devil strikes even in the compounds of churches. We have Illuminati. We have people attending services. People in Illuminati are attending services. They come to arrest the worship so that worship is very hard. So that the connection in the spiritual world does not happen. The devil strikes without notice just like my, 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 my pursuer. Paul addressed the spiritual conflict of life in this passage in the city of Ephesus, and he leads us to the readiness of the Roman soldiers and also draws from the dressing of the high priest in the Old Testament. He finds the believer too naked. The, the idea is that the believer is too naked and unarmed. And we are so unarmed for the battle ahead that he proposes that we take this armor in full to be clothed for war. What did I say? He sees the Ephesians looking like they are naked. They do not know that war has begun. They are too unarmed. And he tells them, please remember the Roman soldier's um, armor. Remember the armor of the high priest in the Old Testament. And I would like you to take that armor so that you do not fight like a fool. Because the war has begun. He wants us to understand this battle and where the battleground is placed. And he has earlier written to Corinthians chapter 2, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, 3 to 5. I do not know whether you are able to take us there. Uh, if you are not, no problem. But uh, I, can, I can read this out. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, 
but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now consider words like weapons. What does that tell you when you hear weapons? What does that tell you? It tells you we are on a battleground. If we need weapons, then we are on a battleground. Remember these things like pull down. When he says pull down, it means we must be active. Not that they will come down. It says that we pull them down, meaning that the believer must be active to cause them to demolish or to pull down. We are hearing words like strongholds. Meaning the presence of strongholds is most likely in each one of us, even Paul. I want to suggest to you, dear believer and dear listener, that even you, most likely you have a stronghold. Even you pastors, even even you music team, even you deacons, all of you, all of us, believer, most likely we have strongholds. This is why he says we we, we cast down every argument and we pull down those strongholds. Us, because we are strongholds. Now, please follow me on this. He talks about imaginations and arguments, meaning the mind is at work. The mind is imagining. The mind is reasoning and the mind is arguing. The high thing is about thoughts. It is about aspirations. When he talks about the high thing, the high thing, when he says that we cast down, um, yeah, no, no, pulling down strongholds and casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This is thoughts. The high things are the thoughts and especially um, imaginations. Therefore, where is the battleground? Anybody who can tell me where so far, where is the battleground? Before we are talking about prayer and warfare, and the Sundays that we talk about warfare, there is a time I was working with another pastor. He was my senior pastor somewhere else. And we agreed that we engage in series on warfare. He told me, Pastor, please, you do it yourself. Why? Every time I have done series on spiritual warfare, I have ended up in hospital. Because you touch that button, the devil is striking. I feared if I postponed for a Sunday. But the Lord encouraged me. <laughs> but I also want to tell you, like the story I told you about the, 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 the bicycle. Even so, I got sick, but the Lord took me out of the sickness. Tonight, the whole of last night, I never, I never slept very well. I had headache. I took uh, everything that could help me, but it did not. And I knew very well, it is a day to fight. It is a day to be targeted by the devil when you talk about prayer. When you talk about warfare prayer, it is time for war. So where is the battleground? Um, anybody? Where is the battleground? Yes, sir, Patrick? The what? Now that is correct. 102%. 102%. The battleground is the mind. Why? Because the mind engages in imaginations from the sensory activity and leads to goal setting. You set your goals based on some philosophy or value statements we adopt and store in our lives. So it takes these thoughts, 
These imaginations, they take them to high places where these values position us. It is here that strongholds find home to occupy, especially if these high places are not in conformity with God's will. Some strongholds may include pride. Because, because Ben, you have graduated with a degree in mathematics. Where does that place you? It does not leave you anywhere. That alone takes you somewhere. When you graduate, graduate with that degree in psychology, where does that lead you? Even as you stood here, we were fearing that you are reading our mind. It does not leave you here. It takes you here like the singer, from here to here. So if you are not here, you are here. When you look at, your, at the mirror, when you look at the mirror and you look at your hair and you look at your shoulders and you do like this, there is a song in Kikuyu that uh, used to say that, Keshisha uh, Wimaheni, you know, uh, you mirror, you are full of lies. You mirror, you are a liar. The mirror can really lie to you. It tells you a gift to this world. <laughs> then, then you sign. Then you sign. You, you put on a shoe with a high heel that propels you faster. It makes you walk stronger. Then you feel that you are unawashika. You know, you are there. You know, even as you pass to unawashika, you know, there is a place, a high place where something takes you. And you know, you can remain there. A foolish, a foolish believer who thinks that you are the gift, you are the most beautiful. Beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. Even the other type is a, is, is a, is a, is a favorite of another type. Who told you that you are type? That is just your type. There is another type for other people. Beauty lies in the eyes of a beholder. And then you remain a stronghold. Me, I'm beautiful. I am not like this other. Education. What is education? You know, psychologists define intelligence in very many ways. They talk about many intelligences. There is a fluid intelligence. There is very many. There are acquired intelligences. So it is not about education. It is not about a degree. And, you, and intelligence comes from experience. It comes from who told you because you have a degree, you are more educated. People are educated through experience also. So, what do you mean? Strongholds. But there are also strongholds about depression. You, you imagine the world is coming to an end. You imagine that you have failed. You even look down upon yourself and you become a sickling. The mind is the battleground. You come up with a conclusion, and that conclusion becomes a high place, especially if it does not conform to the will of God. It needs to be pulled down. Praise the Lord. But they come. Some of these strongholds originate from some sources here. Some suggest that they come from, if you are listening, spoken words. Some of the strongholds that have remained in your life, that need to be pulled down, have originated from the spoken words. Words spoken to us and over us by others and by ourselves. Please go to later, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 18 to 21. They say that these words that are spoken to us by ourselves or by other people, sometimes they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. They are not very little things. People have said things that you must become. Sometimes say, may God forbid, 
Some, some people have sung songs saying that I, will, I might die. You might die, you will die. Not that you might die. You go saying I might die, please change it. You will die. You said me, the way I'm looking at these exams, I'm failing. By the way, you have already failed. We have spoken things into our lives. We have created life circumstances because of the spoken words. There is a, there is a day that someone was calling me, a, a relative of mine, telling me that he's, he's, he's finished in drunkenness. And he was telling me, you know, my cousin, pastor, I need to be prayed for. Why? My uncle is the one who spoke against me. I remember that night. And the following day, I went looking for my friends. We took beer. And up to that time, I am here. He doesn't know where his family is. We know where the family is. We know where the, where the son is. And we have supported the children without him knowing. He is gone. Words spoken against you, words you have spoken against yourself, can become a source of strongholds. Others claim that ethnic, ethnic and cultural backgrounds can actually be sources of strongholds. Like the Moabites were bad from entering the, con- the congregation because they are generational of their generational backgrounds. They allowed the seed of disobedience and they were disobeyers. So to put, when you look at Deuteronomy chapter 23, verses 2 to, three, to 4, the Moabites had a cultural background that actually became a stronghold. So ethnic and cultural background can actually become a stronghold. Who said, who said that this tribe must be this? Yes, sometimes when people say they become. But you are separated by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you need to pull them down. Some families, some families are are known to have patterns. And somebody needs to break them. You don't need a pastor to come. You don't need a bishop to come. No, Paul is telling us, all of us believers, we can pull them down, those strongholds. Some have come from the sowing and reaping. Harvesting what you sowed in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 to 8. We sow and we reap. Therefore, it has become a stronghold. A sister, a sister in the Lord told me something, crying. Pastor, I am very hurt. I don't know whether I can continue in church, this church. Why? You, also, you see, this, this girl, she, she, she was just newly married. She was very newly married and straight everywhere. So, then she touched this sister. You know, when we, when, yeah, sometimes we can have, especially when we give birth, we can, um, we can have, just, we are, we are recovering, just as before we recover. Um, uh, that's what they tell, they tell me. Um, so this, this particular sister, and the new one who is just bo- uh, newly married, she touched the belly of this one and said, these are the things I don't like, these pots. These pots I don't like in women. And I don't know why you can't work on it. So the sister tells me she wanted to fight. There was something that was telling her, fight. Another one was telling her, allow the Lord because vengeance belongs to the Lord. But she wanted to leave the church because she could not afford to see that lady. But the lady also got to a time of being blessed like us. And also later she became like us. And in fact... 
I, th- I think something happened and it became far much worse. It became far much worse. And the husband later came to me and he was asking for opinions. Now, I, did, I dared not remind uh, him to tell him somebody is harvesting what she sold. Don't talk about people's daughters. Yours could become. Don't talk about people's husbands. You are not God. Your husband could become. Don't talk about people's separation. Don't talk about people's divorces. Don't talk about people's marital status. Don't talk about people's performance in class. You reap what you sow. And some of the things that are happening to your life have become strongholds because you planted. Where? You talk about pastor? You talk about your bosses? Wait! The devil is waiting for you at the corner. You talk about your boss. Nobody will ever listen to you. Even your own children, because you are their boss, when you're growing them up, they will disobey you. Everything you do, you go under the, you know, like this, people will do the same thing. You gossip people, you are a very beautiful candidate for gossip. The other thing is judging other people. Romans chapter 2 verse 1 to 2. If you judge others, you build strongholds. You create room for strongholds so that the devil can torture you. ETC, and this can be continued later in a study we will have uh, sometime under deliverance and divine health. But these strongholds are at war in an organized manner. And they require, we are required to be clothed in one great armor of God. God has an armor. Very well designed for the priests we have become in the Lord. And I would like, uh, I would like to, to take you to, I'm not able to present it here, but um, I, 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 I would like you to, 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 to picture the four, actually there are eight things that have been mentioned in the armor of God. The whole idea here, what Paul is telling us is that now wake up, recognize it is time for war, recognize that the devil has already struck, you need to fight. But you need an armor, the full armor of God. It is divided into three groups of these elements. The first element is the element which is called to stand. So it is a group of standing the next one is a group of to be taken. Take. The third one is prayer and watching. Now when you look at uh, the first uh, verse, is saying, having your loins, having your loins. But let me, let me just, yeah, let me, let me just go straight. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You must strengthen yourself in the Lord, not in your own power, but in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wild vials of the enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against four categories. The enemy is organized. Did you know that? Please, I want you to underline somewhere. He mentioned four classes. The, 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 the enemy, the Satan, seems to be organized. He attacks in four categories which he has listed here. Number one, principalities. I dare not go there. We will talk about this another time. But there are powers. Powers are different from principalities. 
They are rulers of the darkness of this world. And there are spiritual wickedness in high places. Many people have suggested that Paul has arranged them in order of hierarchy. That the lower is the principality. The lower is the principalities that seem to occupy a certain area that probably Rongai has a principality. You can go to a place and you find that there is a principality of Nja. There are places where, if you mention, they remember famine. But there are also powers. There are also rulers of darkness in this world. We have rulers. It is organized very well. The devil has organized his spiritual wickedness in high places. So therefore, having known that, that we wrestle not in this flesh, against the flesh, but against these things, we therefore take unto you the whole armor of God, yet ye may be able to withstand in the evil days. Having done all this, stand. So then we have these three categories of the, 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 the elements in the, in, the, in, the, in the armor that uh, Paul is presenting to us. And uh, I suggest to you that um, the first one is taking. Paul wants us to take several things here. The first thing that he wants us to take is what? Did you notice there from, the, from verse uh, 10? He says, take what? First of all, he says, actually take a stand. He says, um, a stand in the armor. He says, stand in the armor, and the standing in the armor, is, he has protective elements. Then two, take the armor, and he comes up with the defensive elements. And then finally, pray and watch in the armor, which is offensive elements. Remember that? Stand in the armor using the protective elements. Take that armor that you are taking defensive elements and finally pray and watch in the armor offensive elements. As standing in the armor has to do with positioning. Like summarizing chapter 1 and three to 3. Have your loins belted in the truth. The truth like the belt is the organizer of a believer's life. I would like you to look at me if you are here. You see these are very many things I've put on. I have a jacket, I have a shirt, I'm not sure whether, you, you are not sure whether I have a vest, <laughs> but I'm sure you can see the trouser. Obviously, you know what can happen if this trouser falls here. The first thing I know is that this is why pastor's wives need to be near, but even if she's near, I wonder if she has a lesson. But um, if, if I notice she doesn't have one, I would run very fast before you know what is happening. But I must tie this. The whole of last night, I made sure that I wore a pajama that has uh, become uh, too big for me. And I'm telling you, I could not. Moving from the bedroom to the sitting room, I had to be doing like this. And I found it very disturbing. I realized that I could not do anything. I changed it. You need a belt. To organize your life. And people are living in an oversized pajama, even in this life. Even here, Christians that are living in oversized pajama. That has no belt. And the belt is called, the belt is the truth. The truth, like the belt, is the organizer of a believer's life. It isn't just correct facts about things, but understanding that Christ has loved me. He has conquered for me, and he's my provider. 
This protects the mind, the battleground. So this element is protective. It protects the, the mind, which is the battleground. Number two, he says, have a breastplate of righteousness. He actually draws from Isaiah chapter 59, verse 17. This protects the heart. Remember, the belt protects the mind, while the breastplate of righteousness protects the heart. The Roman soldier's breastplate protected the heart from the arrows of the enemy, just in case they come. Standing on the righteousness of Christ and the power of his blood, or to cleanse a sinner, protects you from the guilt and accusations of Satan. Because, Melissa, you know very well the devil gives us guilt and he accuses us. He accuses God to us. This is why we say, God, where were you? God, why should it take so long? Why should I go through all this? Why is it that all the other pastors are prospering except me? He accuses God to me. But he also accuses my children to me. He accuses my wife to me. He accuses you to me. He accuses you to the pastor. That the congregation is not responding. That the congreg this congregation is not even cap capable of growing. You quit, go to another one. Where people say amen. And when you preach, they stand up, all of them. And they are jumping. And then go to that one. It is fun. The devil accuses a pastor to the congregation. He accuses you to one another. Now, because of that, the righteousness protects your heart from those accusations of the accuser of, of brethren. Stand with shoes, the strong leather thongs, a thick skin in your life defending the gospel of redemption. This is not only protective piece of the armor, but also defensive from the hot, thorny, biased, judgmental, and dwarfing environment or ground where we are wrestling on. We need the spiritual feet to return to God, brothers and sisters. We need them to run away from our idols. We need the feet to walk cleansing the holy temple of God that we have become. And we also need the spiritual feet to submit to God and authority. Taking the armor has to do with walking, exercising, saying me too to what we have seen in Christ. But we also have to take the shield of faith. So that you quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. This peace is not protective, but purely defensive and keeps safe our entire force. The Roman soldier needed a large square shield as he marched forth and deterred. Without the shield, the soldier knew that darts and arrows would appear from nowhere and this caused panic. Arrows can come from anywhere. Satan will strike from, from nowhere. Can you turn to somebody and say, the devil can strike from nowhere? And by the way, he can strike from nowhere. The devil can strike me from the car. The devil can strike me from my children. The pastor can suffer because of his children. You can suffer because of your goats. Because of your dog. The other day I suffered because of my, go my, my, my dog. You, can, you, you don't want to know what my dog did. And the devil struck and I was supposed to pay a lot of money. At a time I needed money. I had no coin. So I was embarrassed and somebody came to insult me. Properly insulting me. And he's insulting me when I'm in the mood of prayer. Meditating and preparing a great sermon. And someone comes to tell me whatever. I, I, I know you wanted to hear what he told me. 
but the devil can strike from nowhere. Nowhere. So the idea is a shield just in case. A shield, a faith-filled soldier will move on, pressing on to seize divine moments in this city of life. A believer needs much faith to shield yourself from everything that the devil might bring. Faith is the now. Faith is what? Actually, the now experience. Faith is the now is in a bracket. Now. Faith is the now experience. Faith is now. What do I mean by that? Faith calls things which are not there. Faith has evidence of the things that are not seen. And the faith holds substantive the things yet to come. Very powerful element of the armor. Faith is the now experience that I believe, Abednego believes, that Rongai shall be saved, even though they have not yet been saved. I believe by faith that this tent is too small for us. I am calling on things that are not there to become. Because only faith can do that. There is no evidence that people shall come. But I believe that this tent is too small. The development committee and resource mobilization is thinking about those, in those lines. That we have no tent for this place. Faith is the now experience. Faith is that, um, that Patricia, you will become the things that you can become. Anything that has done your course, you can become. Now, faith is now. You call the things that aren't there. You hold as if evidence is there, the things that are not there. We need that faith because the days are evil. But we also take the helmet of salvation, which is both defensive and protects the head. The head had a forehead on which the king sealed his own. The Lord has sealed us with the ink of his blood as we come to him as Lord and Savior. He seals us to the forehead as we see in Revelation chapter 6. Take the salvation, therefore, put it on, and walk like a be the beloved of the Lord. Walk like a believer. Worship like a believer. Dress like a believer. When you go to the shop, buy the things that a believer can buy. You are not just ordinary. You are a Okay, please, I'm not going to dresses on shirts today. Okay? So please just relax, sit and relax and enjoy the sermon. But... Uh, but walk and do everything like a believer. You know, another, another day we shook a, bro a brother. He, he, we shook him. Because before he was born again, he used to walk in a style. He used to walk like this. And somebody here in this congregation knows he was a, he was a teacher. He was a teacher somewhere. And, um, and somebody knows, knows that person. So he used to walk like this. And when he, got to come to, he came to the Lord, he actually continued to walk like that. So one day I told him, brother, where did you get? Because I looked at the other brothers and they were not walking like that. I said, where did you get this? He said, Buana, it is because of where the Lord took me from. So the shoulder had gone. The shoulder has gone down. And he, even when he's saying, praise the Lord, you know, he doesn't praise the Lord, brethren. You know, even the walking and everything about you will have to change to look like a believer. Because you put on the helmet of salvation. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God is Christ revealed in the story. It is the desire of Christ for the world. The Holy Spirit has come to continue with the ministry of the Son. And he uses the word to breathe us. To convict us of our sins. To lead us back to the eternal life which Christ loved us with. 
and he sings songs of remembrance of the Lord's goodness. And before we close here, I challenge you, how come when the sermons are preached, they are not for you? I thank God for Simani and your media team. You always want us to come up with a take home. Everybody should say the sermon was, not, was mine. How can you think the sermon was for, for Pastor Koti? The way Pastor Koti works, I think that sermon should be for. And I think the sermon is for Amani. Uh, this guy needs that sermon. Now, the, the Holy Spirit is not at work with you. He is at work in us to bruise our hearts. Even Abednego is being bruised by this sermon. I am being bruised. I'm preaching, but preaching to myself. The word of God mixed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes the word bruise our hearts. This is why you can respond by coming back to the Lord when you listen to these things. You come back to repent and you look back at your marriage. Look back at your life and see the things you have done and the strongholds and feel the sermon was mine. Everybody in this congregation should go home saying the sermon was mine. Always find something if you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. In deserts and wilderness, the Holy Spirit carries us. He feeds us and he waters us with the word of God. He takes us to the promise of life. And therefore desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit and live in the Holy Spirit and keep your eyes on the word of God so that the Spirit can show you the secrets in the same word. How else can you hear the word of God? How else can the Holy Spirit lead you? Otherwise you will abandon the word and listen to false prophets and be bound by occult waiting to be prophesied upon. I ask another brother, you are in a certain church for the last 10 years. Why are you there? You know what? I am waiting for my prophecy. There is a church where the prophet prophesies two times in a year. When that prophet prophesies, he tells you that, Brother, Brother Bosir, Hammer, Hammer for you. It is your turn to come celebrating and dancing, Hammer, Hammer. And, and then everybody else will be waiting for August for the prophecy. And the, the entire 2,000 people are always waiting for whether it is me, whether it is me the prophet is about to see. He has been there for 10 years waiting for his turn to come for prophecy. Waiting for land that he has never bought. Waiting for wells that he has never dug. Because he has no word in him. The Lord doesn't minister to him about his promises. But we stand in prayer and watch. Praying always with prayer and supplication in that spirit, in the spirit. Prayer serves to hand over dominion to God. Jesus' ministry was sandwiched between times of prayer. And that's how he overcame times of prayer. Jesus was sandwiched in times of prayer. He was always in prayer, yet he is God. This is the only area where God needs you. Remember that God is sovereign. He needs nothing from us. But this is an area where we can feel needed and we must therefore wake up to respond. Did anybody hear that? God does not need your sacrifices. Your sacrifices are coming to God because you need God. God does not even need your time. He can raise stones. God does not need you in the music ministry here. We don't need all of you. Even one person is enough. 
Nobody is indispensable. You all sit down and the church will continue. The Lord shall raise a stone from somewhere. The Lord doesn't need you pastors. You can sit down. There are great pastors who are standing here. The Lord shall anoint some and they shall actually do better than us. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. He doesn't need, except one area. Prayer. What a honor. What a honor that God needs us in prayer. And this is the explanation. How then does God need us in prayer? You know, he gave... God gave dominion to man in Eden. Is it Eden or Eden? He gave man in the Garden of Eden. He gave him dominion to rule and reign. But this dominion is actually called the will. He gave him the will. Whatever he desires, even the naming, you can name the animals. And if you get married, you can decide which name to give to your husband or your, or your, your um, a couple. When we were counseling them to get married, they, they, the, the wife asked me, Pastor, so which name should I give to? I told her, whatever. You are at will. Some call the others babe. Others call us sweetheart. Others call them mama. Others call us shoshu. Whatever you desire. <laughs> it is your will. Dominion was given to man. You decide what to do. If you buy a Toyota, if you buy a... That's your problem. If you live in Ronga, you live in Gong, that's your problem. If you, buy, if you wear a trouser, you wear a skirt, that's your problem. Dominion is yours. If you dress in blue, that's your problem. You dress in black, problem. No, it is your will. And don't ask me what I do. It is my will, my dominion. Now the problem is that Satan took that dominion with his lies. And we only recover it when we come to Jesus. This dominion to reign still faces opposition from Satan and we never regain effectively. We can do nothing, Jesus told us. You can do nothing without me. So you think that you are reigning? The devil is already reigning in you. You think that you have freedom? The freedom was taken away by Satan. So only man can pass the baton to the will back to God who can set us free. Somebody say amen. That's the idea. The dominion is ours. We now need to take it back to God. Jesus was expressing his will to bypass the pain on the cross. But remember to hand over the will in prayer. He said, not my will, Father, but your will to be done. God's will did not take away Calvary pain, but he gave him the grace to bear it. So God needs us to pass this button in prayer. Stand on continuous prayer and watch thereunto with all perseverance application of all saints. This is the unprotected area. Now, 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 now. Everybody look at me. The breastplate, the belt, the helmet, the shoes, the sword of the Holy Spirit, which is the word, so what happens to here? Where, where, did we hear anything about the back? The chest is covered everywhere, the soldier. But the soldier did not have anything on the back. So this is called the unprotected area. Now the unprotected area, the reason was that they trusted that the soldier behind me would protect me as they marched forward. That is the idea. Why should I need a cover? You are my cover. Let us proceed. They can do nothing to me here, but they can hurt me here. But I know that as long as you are behind me, they cannot hurt you. They cannot hurt me. So we are always able to protect our back. 
In marriage, we need somebody to check out our back. At home, we need siblings to check the back. In young adult life, we need friends to check our back, but not a boyfriend necessarily, just a friend, especially um, same sex. Because what are you doing in uh, uh, people's uh, future wives' uh, backs? We said that even if she's not married, she is somebody's future wife. Allah. But, uh, but in the spiritual warfare, we need you to watch the back. You lazy born, you, you lazy born, who is harmless but useless, who sits while our back is attacked, shame on you and wake up. If you do not have anything else to do in the church, here is a job, watching the back of the saints in prayer for all the saints. But do not totally depend on men and women. They will sleep and forget and run to the pre- And therefore you can only run to the presence of the Lord. Isaiah saw the God of glory becoming the rare God of Israel in chapter 58, verse 8. This is, why he, this is what he said. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly disappear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your God. In conclusion, as we... I do not know how many moments you are perceiving right now in the spirit. But even as you soldier on in the city of your life, waiting and perceiving divine moments to cease, laying in wait as they come, lest you are par by past, there is one moment always available for you the moment of prayer. Today we are commissioning 11 co-intercessors after the service. But it is your turn to seize this moment to pray for your church leaders. I welcome pastors here and elder and anybody in the leadership team who works with us. Please come forth here. Just come. Pray for our back which is very messy, which we don't even know. Pray for the things we are incapable of doing. We have failed you because we are only men and women. Pray for our, about our weak personalities. We are sometimes too emotional. We are also lazy. Pray for the things in our unprotected back. Please pray for us. If you can stand up. Just stand up and raise your hands towards us and pray. We can even... Uh, we are, pray- we are just waiting that the music plays. Pray for us. Pray for us, brothers and sisters. They will attack us. The devil will attack our families. We will be attacked even as we go. Even when we are driving, we shall be attacked. My brother, my sister, we need you. If you don't pray for us, if you don't watch our back, our head is protected, but my back is not protected. Pray for us. Shout unto the Lord. Pray for grace. This is your chance. Pray for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we say yes. We say to those words. We say yes to those prophetic words that the children of God has prayed upon our lives. And we receive by faith. And we receive by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I would like to ask the pastors now to turn. We turn towards you even as we lay our hands on you. We raise our hands upon you. Even as we speak a blessing to you. 
And therefore, in this benediction, we know that you also have burdens. Lift your hands if you can. And the pastors are praying for you. Pastor Koti, you are laying your hands by faith on this army of believers. That you are praying that the Lord shall give them to wake up to prayer. To seize the moment, every moment to pray. That the army will never be untouched. I will concentrate on this as Pastor Irene. You will be speaking to the Lord concerning this congregation. And therefore, this is our prayer to you. The Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord uh, in, uh, 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 show up in your family. May the Lord's presence show up in your business. May the Lord's presence show up in your career. May the Lord show up in your young adulthood. May the Lord show up in your youth. May the yes. Lord show up in your desires. Yes, but may Lord. the Lord show up in your weaknesses. Yes, may the Jesus. Lord show up in your battles. Oh, may yes. the Lord fight for you. May yes. the Lord fight for you. Yes, Even Lord. when you fall very weak, may the Lord fight for you. May he give you a song of victory. May the Lord change these things for you. May he give you a song tomorrow. A song of victory. May the Lord give you a song of victory. Yes. May the Lord give you a song of victory. Yes, May he answer your prayer in his time. Yes. May he keep you to wait for his answer. Because he is faithful. Yes. And therefore, as we go home, the Lord protect you on Monday. Yes. The Lord show his favor to you on Tuesday. Yes, Lord. The Lord open doors for you on Wednesday. Yes. The Lord grant you victory on Thursday. The Lord expand your territories on Friday, whatever happens your way. May the Lord strengthen you on Saturday. And as the Sunday comes, may the Holy Spirit fill you with his presence. And remind you of the many things that you need to thank God for. That you can sing our Fanadishu Namwingini. May this be your song. The things you do, Lord, you are incomparable. Lord, we shall praise you day and night. We shall seize every moment of prayer. Even before other moments come, we shall grab this moment where you need us to hand over dominion to you. Because only you, Lord, reign. The lion of the tribe of Judah come and reign. Our prayer to you, Father, reign. Reign, we are nothing. You are everything. We decrease as you increase. In the name of God, who is the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's say clap unto the Lord. And uh, look at uh, somebody, not in a mood of prayer, but uh, speaking to one another, the grace of God. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen and amen. And God bless you. We are more than congratulations.